Oh my. Oh my. It is good to see all of you fine folks. Thank you so much for the applause. I appreciate it. Are you driving home? Are you driving to work? Are you driving to the store? Are you driving just somewhere? Are you walking somewhere? Are you sitting at your house? Are you doing the dishes? Are you cutting up some food for dinner? Are you cleaning out the basement? Are you windexing the windows? Well, I encourage you all to turn on Timmy D in the industry because that's what you're listening to right now. Timmy D in the industry. Thank you so much for tuning in. Share with a friend. Like, subscribe, comment. Every little bit goes a long way. I had thoughts for today. I'm throwing them out the window because I just watched a very inspirational speech by Steve Harvey. Holy shit. Man, I got to put a link to that in the description. And then I also watched... Sometimes I watch these motivational videos on YouTubes. On the YouTubes. It's late. Give me a break. Give me a break, man. I am tired. I'm eating some reheated carne asada fries from JV's down in Moreno Boulevard. Let me tell you something. Not the best... Not the best. You want a good set of carne asada fries, you go to El Azteca off of Fletcher Parkway over by the Costco in La Mesa. Holy shit. Whatever they're doing to those carne asada, they're, as Dave Chappelle says, they're sprinkling crack on that food. <laughs> they're, they're sprinkling crack on that food because those carne asada, the carne asada fries are amazing. But. JV's, in my personal opinion, best rolled tacos in San Diego. That little nook. Go to JV's Taco Stand. It's right across the street from, from brick by brick. If I'm having trouble speaking right now, it's because I've had a couple glasses of Moe. It was my lady's birthday today. Woo! We celebrated hard. Not really. We got work to do. I got work to do. She got work to do. We got work to do. I got things to do. But I wanted to talk to all of you and say thank you so much for tuning in. I was getting together this last year's expense reports on taxes, which we'll talk about in a bit. But let me get back to the point. Every once in a while, if you need inspiration, look no further than some of these inspirational videos on YouTube. Steve Harvey, Elon Musk, Denzel Washington, famous line from that speech where he says, you stand outside of a barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. It's the truth. Wherever you want to go, sometimes you just got to be there. You just got to be present. For instance... When I started out in the movie industry, it was more about being around the sets. I've got a couple stories involving missing out on some big opportunities early on in my career because of my youth, because of my late night shenanigans and cavalier attitude towards, well, there's going to be plenty of opportunities. Holy shit, I look back at some of the opportunities that were staring me. In the face. And, well, needless to say, 
Having said that, <clears throat> I mean this where I was on set working on Veronica Mars. And I was doing extra work as a high school student, as a jock high school student. And I kept pushing. All right, what can I do? I need to go up to L.A. I have to get up there because I know that's where all the shit's going down. San Diego, we were lucky enough to have some productions going down in San Diego at the time. Cool. But I'm still having a glass of Moe, by the way. This shit's awesome. But I, I knew I had to get up there. So in the story, when I eventually, when I eventually write my tell-all book... Two years later, I come out with my best-selling tell-all. An unexpected journey. Dave Skylark's adventures in North Korea. You can't write a tell-all. We were in the oddly shaped gray room at the CIA headquarters. <sighs> the titillating Agent Lacey. Stop doing that. Why? There's no tell-all. There's no tell-all, Agent Lacey said. She looked at him. She trembled with rage. Or was it passion? Stop it. I just want everybody to know that I know what you did to me. With the glasses, honeycombed me. What does that even mean? You honeypotted him. It's honeypot. You honeypotted him. You honeypotted him. Uh, mm -hmm. No, I didn't. She's not honeypotting you, and I'm not honeydicking him. It's very offensive, because basically, if you think about what you're saying to me, you're saying because I'm a girl and because I'm attractive, my only use for this agency would be to manipulate men. I think it's offensive, too, and that's exactly what I said to Aaron. I said, that bitch is blind as a bat. So I made my way up to L.A., and I started getting on movie sets up there. And it was as simple as registering at Central Casting, registering at Sandy Elise Casting, all of the background extras casting that I could get involved with. And a lot of people go like, Timmy, you know, that's terrible because then you'll only be seen as an, be seen as an extra. You know what? Fuck that shit. You'll be seen as how you are seen. If, you're, if you have no talent, you have no talent. Period. I'll tell you something. There's this guy named Kenny Choi. I took an acting class with him. From the moment I was in that acting class, I knew he was going to be... There was just something about him. He had an it factor. He knew what the fuck was up. He was doing things differently. When it came time to do our script, our cold reading script thing, which was the actual intense focus for the weekend, I was at an acting class Margie Haber's School of Acting, it was Brad Pitt's ex-acting coach is her claim to fame. So she was talking all about like, well, when I coached Brad Pitt, when I was telling Brad Pitt how to make out with Great, that's awesome. But the truth of the matter is, is she was the shit, Margie. To this day, I'm thankful because she did teach me how to read a script properly. But when you go to a class, it is only as good as what you take away from it and what you practice. I spent the next at least three months practicing my cold reading. Half of being in Hollywood is learning how to audition. There are people that literally become professional auditioners. I was talking to my girl. Rachel Clugston the other day, we were having we were shooting the shit about a few things, and she's like, yo, if I could get paid to just audition, I'd be I'd be set for life. Because that girl goes on so many auditions and she's so good. I've worked with her. There's actually a video that never made it to the surface. Uh there's a bunch of promos for it on Instagram. You can go back 
It was for the song If and When, or not If and When, what am I thinking? Uh, Up and Up. When we first did the song, I was going to release it on an EP before we put out Diamond Hearts, and then it never came to fruition. And then by the time it made it on the Starbucks playlist uh, in 2018, things had changed. Me and Rachel had lost uh, connection, so we had only shot half of the video. Uh, my boy Landon, who directed the Crazy Love video, started directing the first half of the video, and then he was uh, his career was kind of moving forward. He was involved in a lot of things. He was working on, uh, I believe it was Space Force, the first season of Space Force, the first se- or no, that was 2019. What am I thinking? Was it? Yeah, 2019. But uh, he was involved in a bunch of projects, which is you know good for you, man. I love Landon. He's he's great. That guy was one of the first dudes that said, "Timmy, don't fucking stop pushing forward with what you're doing. You are you are battling on the right track." Uh, as far as music goes, he loved all the stuff I was putting out before Pullman Standard came out, when Pullman Standard was still called Dancing with Delilah. That had to have been 2007, I think, 2006, something like that. So, anyways. I go up to the barbershop of Hollywood, and I start standing out there. Metaphorically, what I mean is I start doing background acting on everything. Background actors is a very, it's almost like calling a garbage man a sanitation engineer. You're a background actor. No, you're an extra. You're just an extra. But the thing is, is much like that barbershop, You get on enough sets, people start knowing your face. And when they see you handle little things, there's just little opportunities. First of all, you're showing up to set on time every day with the right amount of wardrobe. You're making friends with the wardrobers. You're making friends with hair and makeup. You're always yes, sir, no, sir. Always polite. You show up like you're a nobody. Don't show up like you think you're a fucking star. You can do that when you've been doing that for 10 years and you are a nobody because you've been doing that for 10 years because obviously you haven't been improving your acting skills. Rest assured, when I first got into Hollywood, the first thing I did once I was doing extra work after I got on Pirates of the Caribbean 3, I nailed that audition. It was great. I gave the shittiest English accent to Gore Verbinski. My orders, sir. What are your orders? Now, eventually, that line made it into the movie somewhere else. Uh, I remember Gore actually staring me right in the face, and he says, What is your allegiance? Who are you allegiant to? To king and crown, sir. To queen and country. Whatever I did. Whatever crappy English accent I tried to pull off. And he lined us all up like soldiers. There are hundreds of guys. And then they whittled us down to a small core group. Out of... Roughly a thousand guys that showed up for that audition. A hundred and something got called back. And then maybe 50 guys got called as a core group of soldiers. That was my first opportunity. And on the next episode of Timmy D in the industry, I'm going to tell you about the rest of it. No, Uh, it's too long of a story. But the point being is, is. I was I was going to be talking about taxes, and we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to refill my drink, and I'm going to say a quick tidbit on taxes, but I'd like to dive into that, and we'll actually tease an episode because my boy Ryan's coming over here, and Ryan is super-duper busy at this time of year, but he's making some time for me because the man is a CPA. 
And uh, he'll explain what that is uh, all about in the near future, within the next week and a half. Because he does taxes. He does accounting. He does financial consulting. And having somebody like that on your team that actually knows what they're talking about when you're piecing together your end-of-the-year taxes for your band or your solo project or your duo project, you need that. In this day and age, unless you're blowing up huge, you have to be pretty much that entrepreneur that does it all. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to stumble through a few more stories to inspire all of you to keep kicking ass and not be idiots. Keep moving forward. You're listening to Timmy D in the Industry. Timmy D in the Industry is proudly brought to you by Backstage360.com. Artist interviews, album reviews, featured content, press releases about that band you haven't heard from in a while, press releases about that band you can't stop hearing about. Get your 360-degree take on the music scene of today at Backstage360.com. Timmy D in the industry is sponsored by Picture Frame Earring Displays. Neatly organize your earring collection on a Picture Frame Earring Display. Check them out at www.pfed.bigcartel.com. Once again, that's www.pfed.bigcartel.com. See what they're all about. Picture Frame Earring Displays are easily customizable to fit your color palette for your room, closet, or wherever you may store your earrings and other jewelry. Grab yours today at www.pfed.bigcartel.com. And you say to yourself, Timmy, that is interesting, but what happened to Kenny Choi? You went off on a tangent. You were talking about all this other stuff. You were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Yes, I'm giving you the long, boring version of the fact that I got my first break on Pirates of the Caribbean 3 because I started... Ground pounding, living out of my car, staying in my car, trying to stay in L.A. Even though I was living in San Diego, I had an apartment. Or actually, no, I was living in a house with five other girls. <laughs> Fucking stories, man. I was living in a house with five other girls at the time. Trying to find my way, trying to piece things together. Uh, or at least that's where I was paying rent. I wasn't really living there. It was just where I stored all my shit. And I'd go up for the week and go to auditions, and I'd try and work background acting gigs, extra gigs. I was an extra, but I was standing outside that barbershop and damn near got my first haircut when I uh, got to work on Pirates of the Caribbean 3, and then things just kept moving forward from there. But right after I was on Pirates 3, uh, things started taking off even more. Bing, bang, boom. More TV shows. I got. I had the opportunity to stand in on TV shows, start doing photo doubling for certain actors. It was pretty darn awesome. And I decide to enhance. My girlfriend at the time actually hooked me up with a spot at Margie Haber Studio. I don't know what kind of magic she pulled, but she got me a spot. Because that was a tough school to get into. And she somehow just got me into an intensive workshop. Pulled some strings. I, who knows what strings. Got me into that workshop. 
And next thing you know, I'm sitting in class next to guys that are on CSI Miami. I mean, this is an intense workshop. This isn't like a bunch of wannabe actors. I'm sitting there next to people that have been on this TV show. They've had bit parts on TV shows. CSI Miami, CSI New York, CSI, all the CSIs, all the NCISs, everything that was all the rage at the time. Grey's Anatomy, you name it. I don't know. Whatever. There's this guy named Kenny Choi. Every time that guy read, I was like, I want to be your friend. And I don't mean friend as in like, I want to suckle off the teat of whatever you're doing. I want to climb to the top with you. No, it was moreover. I want to know what you know, because you're really good. Whatever you touch, whenever you read, it sounds like a million dollars. It sounds like you're going to be unfucking stoppable. Who are you? How are you? And what can I do to be in your good graces to learn what's up? Well, that intense, of course, was fun. Had a great weekend. Had another week and another week. Wow. Placed into the uh, intensive workshop class for the next couple months. Every Monday and I think it was Monday and Thursday night, I was going to the same intensive workshop class now, Margie Haber. But Margie wasn't my coach. It was another guy I cannot remember for the life of me now. But I will say, I learned so much. And this guy, Kenny Choi, spoke highly of me. If you don't know who Kenny Choi is, I don't know what he goes by now. Kenneth, Ken, you might have seen him in a little movie called The Wolf of Wall Street. He's the Asian dude that doesn't stop eating. Maybe you've seen Captain America, the first one, where he's on his bomb squad. Maybe you've watched a little-known One Republic video where the man dances like a beast. Cue music. I know I could lie, but I'm Either way, Kenny, one of the last times we hung out, we went to uh, this place called Sassafras. Uh... I believe it was Sassafras. It's over off of uh, Vine Street, Hollywood and Vine. But it's south of Hollywood. Sunset, Hollywood, keep going south. Not quite to Santa Monica Boulevard yet. It's somewhere in between Hollywood Boulevard, or Sunset Boulevard and Santa Monica Boulevard. It's a place called Sassafras. Might have not been called Sassafras at the time, but I remember going back there. And and when I went back there, it's called Sassafras. I'm beating around the bush. Kenny looks at me. We've had a couple drinks, and he says, Man, take that magic you got. Or listen to that demo CD you gave me. You got something. And whatever that something is, I know you've got it. Because it's different, and you're here. And everybody else out there is there. So go get it, dude. Uh... I had his phone number on my phone for the next couple years. I hit him up once or twice. I'm sure he was doing the struggling actor thing, much like me and my struggling music. But uh, I gave him a call. One of the last times I gave him a call uh, before I lost his number, because back then phones didn't back up the numbers the way they do now. Uh, Which brings me to another story with uh, Rachel McAdams. The point being is, is... doesn't it, my phone didn't back up the numbers like they did anyways so i call kenny and i'm like hey man i just won a song contest it's a pretty big deal i just want to say thank you because i'll never forget the words you said to me now at the time i thought this was my rush to the top holy shit i wrote the theme song for san diego Woo! 
CW6, I'm gonna be famous. First of all, longevity is what gives you the fame. 15 minutes of fame, that's not fame. That's just, you did something and everybody wants to pay attention to you for a second. And in this news cycle, and in this day and age, shit. You ain't, it ain't 15 minutes of fame. It's not even 15 seconds of, of fame. It's five seconds of fame, if that. Blink of an eye of fame. There's too much shit to try and keep up with all this shit. Uh, actually, fuck the taxes. We're going to scratch the taxes for this show. I'm just going to say thank you for tuning in to Timmy D and the industry. There is a, another demo I'm going to play for all you fine folks. Keep tuning in. And eventually we'll get these guests in here. Everything is firing. But like I always say, I am putting this stuff up every Monday and Thursday without fail. And if something doesn't happen, if Monday or Thursday doesn't happen, it will happen. Hell or high water, rain or shine. But anyways, you stand outside that barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. Keep moving forward. If a task once begun, never leave it till it's done. Be that labor big or small. Do it well or not at all. Rock and roll. Traveling in, in a fright, I'll come be. On a hippie trail led full of zombies. Met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. She said, do you come from a land down under Where women go and men plunder Can you hear, can you hear the thunder Oh yeah, you better run You better take cover Oh From a man in Brussels He was Six foot four Full of muscle I said Do you speak my language? He just smiled Gave me a Vegemite sandwich And he said Oh, I come from a land down under Where women go And men chunder
Smith on those backing vocals. <laughs> so that reminds me of a story not too long back, actually.